Welcome to Radio Days, your old-time radio show sampler, where we bring you a wide variety of radio show classics twice a week, every Wednesday and Sunday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Tonight's two-episode show is Gunsmoke. Gunsmoke first aired on CBS Radio in April of 1952, where it was received with enthusiasm as the first adult western on radio. The story was set in Dodge City, Kansas in the 1870s and was built around the main character, Marshal Matt Dillon, played by William Conrad on radio. Gunsmoke was an instant success, thanks to excellent acting, writing, and production, including some of the best sound effects in the business. And that success continued through television for decades. Unlike the kiddie westerns of the 30s and 40s, Gunsmoke dealt with adult drama, and the episodes keep you on the edge of your seat. The regular characters on the show were Chester Proudfoot, played by Parley Bayer, Kitty, played by Georgie Ellis, and Doc Adams, played by Howard McNear, whose voice you might recognize as Floyd the Barber from The Andy Griffith Show. The first of tonight's two episodes is titled Lochinvar, from season one of nine seasons and written by Les Crutchfield. Matt Dillon goes on the trail to hunt for the killer of a young girl's parents in Dodge City. The second episode is titled Westbound, again from season one and written by Les Crutchfield. And this episode finds Matt Dillon and Chester traveling to Abilene to arrest a killer named Daggett and bring him back to Dodge City. And now, Gunsmoke. Here's some... Around Dodge City and in the territory on West, there's just one way to handle the killers and the spoilers. And that's with a U.S. Marshal and the smell of gun smoke. Gun Smoke, starring William Conrad. The story of the violence that moved west with young America. The story of a man who moved with it. Matt Dillon, United States Marshal. That shipment come in from St. Louis? He came in on the morning train, Marshal. I was going to send the boy over to tell you. What, have you seen it yet? I haven't had a chance to open it up. Here it is. Oh, good. Well, let's see how it looks. Huh? All right. And there it is. Prettiest gold watch chain I ever did see. <laughs> oh, Chester like that. Yeah. And look at the gleam on that elk stew. Yeah. Chester, know you're getting this for him? Oh, no, no. It's by way of a surprise. He thinks he's got a birthday this month sometime. Saturday's about the middle of the month, so I figure it's as good a day as any. Give it. Good morning, Miss Tara. Oh, morning, Ben. Uh, Marshal Dillon. Morning, Tara. Oh, oh, how beautiful. Is it yours, Marshal? Oh, no, no, no. It's for Chester. He's always wanted one. Oh, it's lovely. Ben, mm-hmm. did my hand mirror arrive? Yeah, it came in this morning, Miss Tara. Uh, can I take it now? Well, I don't know why not. It's paid for. Here. Uh, Careful now, Miss Tara. Came all the way from Boston, so don't drop it. Oh, I won't. Don't worry. <laughs> uh, thanks, Ben. Uh, goodbye. Uh, goodbye, Marshal Dillon. Goodbye, Tara. <laughs> That's a mighty pretty girl, Ben. Yes, sir. <sighs> She's blossomed out since I saw her last. Well, what owe you, Ben? It'll be just about four dollars, Marshal. Four dollars, huh? Yeah. There we are, four dollars. Thank you, Marshal. And uh, give Chester my regards. I'll do that, Ben. Well, morning, Miss Lane. Morning, Marshal. Morning. Morning, Marshal. 
Hello, John. Oh, hello, Marshal. Good morning, Chester. Well, morning, Mr. Dillon. Uh, put this in the safe for me, will you? Yes, sir. How was the auction yesterday? You know, Mr. Dillon, I never did see so many horses and mules. <laughs> you buy anything? No, sir, Mr. Dillon. But Asa Welton bought that old stud horse off Mr. McGovern. No, is that so? Yeah. You know, I feel sorry for poor old Asa. Why, that stud horse has got a ring bone so bad he can't hardly walk. <laughs> well, Asa isn't very smart when it comes to horses, I'm afraid. No, sir, he ain't. And I purely hate to see him lose good money on a horse like that. Why, he paid $19 for that horse. No? Well, he'll make out if the stud can get him some colts. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir, I guess. That is, if he's got a mare. <laughs> yes, Chester, if he's got a mare. And if he don't, well, sir, I just don't know. My. Chester, this evening I'm going to have supper with Kitty over at Dodge House. Will you stay here? There's no work to do, but uh, you could keep an eye on things, huh? Well, I'd be proud, Mr. Dillon. More coffee, Kitty? Uh, no, thanks, Matt. Yeah. Uh, you, uh, mind if I smoke? Oh, <laughs> those are the longest cigars I ever saw. <laughs> <laughs> well, if it bothers Matt, you, I'll have... six nights a week at the Texas Trail, and you think I'd mind one cigar? Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> Matt. What? There's something been troubling me. Oh? What's that? Well, I wanted to have supper here so we could talk. Well, what is it, Kitty? Almost four months ago, you and Chester brought a little girl back into town. Daddy was dead, out in the plains. You brought her back because she couldn't stay out there alone. Well, go on. She was real sweet. Young, I guess maybe 17. You're talking about Tara Hantry. Yeah, man. I saw her over at the general store this morning. What about her? Well, she's hanging around the Texas Trail, Matt. I see her there all the time, afternoons, evenings. Oh? Well, why are you telling me this, Kitty? Well, it's no place for a girl. Not a young girl, not a girl like Tara. I don't have any say about how Kate runs the Texas Trail. If they don't want Tara in the place, Kate should keep her out. Well, Kate won't keep her out. Why should she? Tara's attractive. She's good for business. Kitty, when I brought Tara back to Dodge, Lawrence Kells and his wife took her in. They've been treating her like her own daughter. Now, it, it's not my place to interfere well, with Well, maybe them. they don't know, Matt. They're church-going people, Kitty, Kells and his wife. They try to do what's right for Tara. I'm sure they do. Matt, people like the Kells don't know the Texas Trail. They don't know the saddle bums, the spoilers, the wild ones that hang out there. Even if they did, they wouldn't see... Too much wrong with the man Tara's taken up with. Well, who is it? Jack Grace. Jack Grace? Yeah. Tara's keeping company with him? She has been since he came to town a few weeks back. Oh, that little fool. Well, don't blame her too much, Matt. He cuts quite a figure. Long hair, buckskin shirt, Texas spurs. She's young, and his stories make for good listening. Yeah. Matt, I, I've talked with Grace, and there's something wrong with him. He's too cold, like he's dead inside. He can charm you with a, a smile, and he talks just fine, almost almost like a gentleman. But there's nothing inside him, Matt. He, he, he's empty, like a shell. All right. What do you want me to do, Kitty? Thank you, Matt. Talk to the Kells. All right. Tomorrow morning. I promise. Good morning, Marshal Dillon. Good morning, Tara. We're having some lemonade. Won't you join us? Uh, well, uh, I came looking for Mr. Kells. Uh, they're both down at the church, uh, getting ready for the social tomorrow night. 
Oh, uh, uh, Marshal Dillon, have you met Mr. Grace? Mr. Grace? I know of you, Marshal Dillon. Down around Waco, several of the boys speak of you. No. Uh, uh, what did you want to see the kills about, Marshal Dillon? Uh, maybe I could help you. I think I should talk to them, Tara. It's a matter of business. About Mr. Kale's business? The buffalo hides? Uh, no, no, no. It's another sort of thing. I, I better come back, Tara. They, they'll be home later. <laughs> well, you, you know how these church socials take planning. It, it may be late. Yeah, well, well, I'll come back then. Sorry you won't join us, Marshal. Thank you anyway, Mr. Grace. I'll walk you to the gate, Marshal. Oh, fine. I'll be seeing you again, Marshal Dillon. Maybe, Mr. Grace. I know why you came here today, Marshal. I know why you wanted to see the Kells. You do, Terry? It's about me and Jack Grace, isn't it? This isn't the time to talk about it, Terry. It's a fine time to talk about it. Now, look, Terry. The busybodies I... in this town sent you over here. They don't like my keeping company with Jack. Isn't that right? They're not busybodies, Tara. They're people who are fond of you, older than you, and know more about Jack Grace than you do. Blue-nosed old gossip. Now, Tara, listen to no, me. No, you I... listen to me. For as long back as I can remember, Pa and me worked that dried-up old homestead, alone after Ma died. He killed Pa. Came near to killing me. Look, when I brought you into Dodge, the Kells took you in. They treated you like their own daughter. Mr. Kells is a wealthy man. He's given you everything he can. And I'm grateful to him. He's tried hard to do all the things Paul would have done if the planes hadn't killed him. But he still can't give me the love and excitement and fun Jack Grace can. Oh, Tara, so help me. If you were two years younger, I'd put you across my knee and slap some sense into you. Now, if you hurt the Kells because of Jack Grace, or if you get yourself in trouble, I'm going to forget about this. I didn't know better. I'd say it was a lover's spat. I'll be back later, Tara. There isn't much point in that, Marshal Dillon. From what I could hear on the porch, Miss Tara seems to have said what she thinks real plain. I'll be back later, Tara. Will you tell him? I don't know why you bother, Marshal. If the Kells are ones to worry about loose reputations, they might not pay too much attention to you. What are you getting at? A U.S. Marshal who... Sniffs around one of the girls at the Texas Trail isn't in the best of company, and after all, everyone knows a kitty is... Now, get up. And if I ever hear you've mentioned kitty again, I'll come after you. Why don't you do that? I will. Good day, Tara. Oh, Jack, I... I'll call back for you later this afternoon. I'm sorry, Tara. I didn't mean for this to happen. You're just a big, blundering, stupid bully. Tara, please. And, and if you mess up the one thing that means happiness for me, I'll help him kill you. Return for the second act of Gunsmoke in just a moment. But first, misreminded? Then mind you don't miss CBS Radio's Mr. Chameleon on the first of his new Friday night broadcasts tonight on most of these same CBS radio stations. Now, the second act of Gunsmoke. Mr. Dillon? Uh, yes, Mr. Kells. Uh, won't you sit down, please? Yeah, sure. <laughs> Hope it won't take too long. Gretchen and I are in charge of the box store tonight, you know. <laughs> Wouldn't want to be too late. Well, it may take a few minutes, Mr. Kells. It's, uh, it's important. Oh? It's about Tara. And Jack Grace. You know about it, then? I've known about it ever since she came to town three weeks ago. They met. Heaven knows where or how, and she's been seen him most every day since. You know where she spends her time? At the Texas Trail. Yes, I know. 
Gretchen and I have tried every way we know, Marshal Dillon. We've both talked with Tara, but she's young and headstrong. I don't know what to do. I think she'd run away with him if we interfered again. Mr. Kells, as Marshal, this is no affair of mine, but as someone who's fond of Tara and... Well, I... I, I, I wish you'd try talking with her again. Well, we'll do everything we can. I promise you that. Perhaps you... Perhaps Grace will get tired of her and leave Dodge. Uh, perhaps. Well, anyhow, you know I'll sure try. Yeah. Well, well, thank you very much for coming over here, Mr. Kelly. Sure, Marshal. You're going to be at the social tonight, aren't you? Oh, sure, sure. Chester and I'll be there. Chester'd be real upset to miss it. Good. We'll see you there. Okay, fine. Dylan, uh, this is Miss Honeycutt. How do you? Proud to know you, ma'am. I, I bought her supper box. Did you bid on any supper boxes, Mr. Dillon? Uh, no, Chester. I was late getting here. Oh, so. that's pity. Now, what do you do for supper? Oh, I'll make out all right. Well, there's really enough for the three of us, Marshal, if you care to join us. Well, thank you, Miss Honeycutt, but uh, I'm looking for Mr. and Miss Kells. Oh, they're not here yet. The parson was asking for them a few minutes ago. Mr. Kells was to have auctioned off the suppers, but they didn't come, so we went ahead without them. Oh? You sure you won't join us, Marshal? Uh, no, thank you, ma'am. I'll just wait for the Kells. Perhaps I'll walk back toward their place and meet them on the way. Well, all right, Mr. Dillon. Uh, Miss Honeycutt and I'll be right over there if you need me. I don't think I will, Chester. You just go ahead and enjoy yourself. Real pleased to meet you. Nice to have met you. Yes, mind that bench, Miss oh, Honeycutt. Yes, Oh, hello, Kitty. You're leaving the party before I get there? Uh, no, no. I was just walking back toward the Kells place. They're not at the social yet, and this might be a good chance to talk to them. Oh, all right, if I come with you. Well, sure. I had a talk with Mr. Kells this afternoon. Yeah? Yeah. He knows all about Tara and Grace. Has known for a long time. Well, what's he going to do about it, man? He doesn't know what to do. Neither do I, Kitty. Look, Kitty, you're a woman. You you know about these things. You don't tell a woman she shouldn't love some man, do you? No. No, you don't. Kells has tried hard. He's done everything he can. Well, he's a wealthy man. He could send her east for a, a few months on a visit. St. Louis, maybe. To forget Grace? Yeah. Would it do any good? No. Oh, there's the house. It's dark. Maybe we passed them. No, I don't think so. Here. Okay. Thanks. Kitty? Yeah? Uh, maybe you better wait here, huh? Matt, what is it? The house shouldn't be dark. We didn't pass them. What are you going to do? I'm going inside. I'll come with you. All right, come on. The door's open. Oh, Matt. Matt, look. Stay here, Kitty. Shot, both of them. Oh. No wonder they were late for the auction. Kitty, go back to the church social. Find Chester. Have him meet me at the jail. Tell Doc to come over here. What are you going to do, Matt? I don't know. Look around, maybe. Why this? What for? Who knows why people kill, Kitty? Money, maybe. I don't know. But who'd do it, Matt? Who'd kill the Kells? Someone who hated them enough or thought they had something he wanted. Bad. Real bad. Grace. Will you please get Chester and Doc? Yeah. Yeah.
Tara. Tara, are you all right? It's Matt Dillon, Tara. Are you hurt bad? Who did it, Tara? Do you know? Yes. Yes, I know. Well, who was it? Was it Grace? Oh, Matt. Matt. What happened, Tara? Tara. Mr. Kells was waiting for him when, when Jack came for me. Mr. Kells wanted to talk with Jack, he said, and... Well, go on. I don't know. I don't know. I can't help if you don't tell me what happened. But when Jack came, there was an argument. Mr. Kells told Jack to go away, leave me alone. Told him not to come back. Jack laughed. Called Mr. Kells a name, and Miss Kells slapped him. And Jack hit her. Mr. Kells tried to get his rifle in the corner. And Jack... Jack? Yeah? He shot him. He shot both of them. Then he turned and said it wouldn't have worked out for us. He was leaving. Just like that. He was leaving. You see, you'd be nothing but trouble, he said. I'm leaving, he said. Then he hit me. And... (laughs) Doc will be here in a few minutes, Tara. He'll take care of you. Dylan? No, you stay here. Get me that Winchester, will you? Yes, sir. Here you are. Thank you. How do you figure to trail him at night, Mr. Dillon? I don't. I'm taking a guess, that's all. You know where he's going? Like I say, it's a guess. I won't be back to Texas. He's wanted there. Might be Abilene. Ben Thompson would cover for him there. You'll have an hour or more start on him, Mr. Dillon. Yeah, I know, but I figure to take the back country and ride hard. Maybe I'll cut his sign by morning. You'll be riding three miles to his one? I'll take the buckskin. He can last. Yes, sir. Don't you want me to follow you? I should be back by tomorrow night. You stay here and help Kitty and Doc with everything. And take good care of the girl. She needs help. Yes, sir. Good luck, Mr. Dillon. can't see me. Don't bother to try. Just drop your gun belt. Easy. And your rifle. Throw it down. Now keep your hands high, just like they are. You travel fast, Dylan. I didn't waste time getting to here. I know this country better than you, Grace. Roads aren't always straight. Even so, that buckskin of yours must be quite a piece of horse. He is. 
We'll be starting back right quick, but meanwhile, you just sit tall right where you are. Arms will get tired. Taking me back to jail in Dodge. Well, what do you expect? You murdered two people just last night, tried a third. I just hit Tara down. I don't know as I tried to kill her. You must have known I'd come after you. I figured maybe you'd start tracking me toward Texas. <laughs> I didn't give you credit to think of my head and grabbling. <laughs> I guess the joke's on me. Yeah, I guess it is. You know, I don't understand what goes on inside you, Grace. There's no point in my getting riled. You got me cold, Deck. Someone told me earlier you were just a shell, that you were empty inside. But by heaven, you are. You're crazy, Grace. Just mean, pure crazy. It's you doing that talking, Marshal. Please yourself. In a way, it's all Tara's fault, I suppose. Well, it wouldn't have worked out anyway, like I told her. All right, if I light up. Marshal? All right, but watch your moves. Uh, my makings are in my boots. Don't, Greg! <laughs> <laughs> I I didn't know Kansas marshals were so fast. A Derringer up the sleeves, an old story, Grace. Yeah, but they sure are. Uh, guess I won't go to trial after all. <laughs> no, maybe not. But you're going back to Dodge. Like they say on the posters. Dead. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah. Dead or alive. Marshal Dillon, I want to thank you and Miss Kitty for everything you've done for me since. Sure. Uh, you got everything in the stage, Tara? Yes, Miss Kitty. It's a long trip, Tara. You, uh, you sure you won't change your mind? I think I'll like it back east, and St. Louis won't be as big as all this. Marshal Dillon will be late into Haiti City if I don't get away now. Okay, driver. Well, uh, goodbye, Tara. Good luck. Goodbye. Well, Matt, she's gone. Yeah. I don't blame her for wanting to leave, Kitty. The West took nearly everything she loved. Her ma and pa, Mikkel's. And her true love? Look, Jack Grace? Jack Grace is no good, but Tara gave him her heart. And she never got it all back. Perhaps you're right, Kitty, but Tara's young. She'll mend. Will she, Matt? I hope so, Kitty. I truly do. Gunsmoke, under the direction of Norman MacDonald, stars William Conrad as Matt Dillon, U.S. Marshal. Special music for tonight's story was composed and conducted by Rex Corey. Featured in the cast were Sammy Hill as Tara and John Daner as Jack Grace, with Ralph Moody, Joe Duval, and Viffy Janis, Harley Bear as Chester, and Georgia Ellis as Kitty. Gunsmoke is heard by our troops overseas through the facilities of the Armed Forces Radio Service. 
Join us again next week as Matt Dillon, U.S. Marshal, fights to bring law and order out of the wild violence of the West in Gunsmoke. Novelist C.S. Forrester saw in the turbulent Napoleonic Wars an ideal historical background for the exploits of a seagoing hero of his own creation, Horatio Hornblower. And now every Friday night on most of these same CBS radio stations, Michael Redgrave stars as Horatio Hornblower. Clancy Cassell speaking. And remember, Tarzan brings you his adventures Saturday nights on the CBS Radio Network. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Around Dodge City and in the territory on west, there's just one way to handle the killers and the spoilers. And that's with a U.S. Marshal and the spell of gun smoke. Gun smoke, starring William Conrad. The story of the violence that moved west with young America. The story of a man who moved with it. Matt Dillon, United States Marshal. p.m. We got in right on time, Mr. Dillon. Yeah, the railroad's getting better every month, Chester. Looks like they're going to civilize this prairie yet. Well, I'm glad to hear it. <laughs> All right, let's go. Well, Abilene sure don't change much. Looks about like it did the last time I was here. Now, we're getting most of the cattle at Dodge now. Boom's leveled off here. It's still a rough town, though, I suppose. You think he'll put up a fight? I don't know, Chester. He's pretty mean from all reports. He may. We'll try to avoid it, though. Of course, we're only guessing anyway. He, he might not even be here. No, he always heads for Abilene when he gets in trouble. It's his hometown. He'll be here. Mm. One good thing, it's Bill Hickok's town, too. At least we'll have the local sheriff on our side for once. Yeah. I suppose that's some help. Some help? <laughs> I'd rather have Wild Bill along than anybody I know. I suppose. Chester, what's the matter with you? You're acting like a man at his own funeral. Mr. Dillon, I've had an uneasy feeling ever since we left Dodge. A kind of a hunch, you might say. Oh, it's nonsense. They're going to pick up a killer and take him back for trial. That's all. Maybe. And maybe not. Look, Chester, any man who lives by a gun knows down inside that he's going to die by one someday. But if he's got any sense, he keeps from thinking about it. Of course, he can't help getting a hunch now and then. I had plenty of them myself. Mostly wrong. Come on, Chester, let's walk down to the last chance, and I'll buy you a drink. As a matter of fact, I'll buy us both a drink.
What do they have, boys? Uh, rye for me. Yes, sir. You make mine the same. A bottle of rye and a couple of glasses. Quite a crowd in here for this time of day. Yeah. I've been looking around for a while, Bill, but I don't see him. Suppose the Daggett kid might be in here, Mr. Dillon? Well, he spent most of his time hanging around the saloons while he was in Dodge. Here you are, boys. Drink up. Thank, Thank you. you. Oh, uh, by the way, bartender, do you happen to know a kid around town by the name of... Uh... Who, mister? What? Oh, oh, never mind, never mind. Well, he's here, Chester. Hmm? Down there at the end of the bar. Yeah, it's him, all right. Well, Sir Mr. Dillon? He's what we're here for. We gonna wait for Mr. Hickok? No. Come up on his left side, Chester, and watch his gun head. Yes, Sir Mr. Dillon. I'm telling you, it was the funniest sight you ever seen. The bullet knocked that scrawny hound dog end over end. First shot of fired. Caught him right in the back of the... You're Jack Daggett, aren't you? That's right, mister. What about it? My name's Dillon, U.S. Marshal from Dodge. You're under arrest. You're kind of out of your territory, aren't you? Marshal's territory's anywhere. I'll take that gun of yours now. You will, huh? All right. Drop it. Drop the gun. Let go of my wrist. Drop the gun. Drop nothing. You heard the marshal. Oh! Uh, that was easy, Mr. Dillon. A lot easier than what I thought it'd be. All right, Chester, put the cuffs on it. Yes. Seems to me your partner acted a little high-handed there, Marshal. It does, huh? Now, he had no call to slug that boy in the head that way. Would you rather have put a bullet in his belly? Chester saved his life. That's all he was drawing on me. Well, now, if you'd come around and seen me before you started anything, you wouldn't have had this trouble. My name is Rourke. I'm the town constable here. I see. Young Jack here told me all about that shooting out in Dodge. Said they ganged up on him in a poker game, tried to cheat him. Forced him to shoot his way out. That's a good story. It's too bad it didn't happen that way. All right, Chester, let's get him on his feet and go find the sheriff. I, uh, reckon you won't be finding him, Marshal. Why not? Hickok's up in Topeka. Won't be back for a week or ten days. Meantime, I'm the law in Abilene. And I got a favor to ask from you. I'd like to use one of your jail cells until 9 o'clock. That's when the next train leaves for Dodge. Mm, well, I'm sorry, Marshal. I got no authority to do anything like that. What difference does that make? If Wild Bill were here, he'd let me do it. But Wild Bill ain't here. I see. A lot of us folks here like to run our own town. We don't like outsiders coming in and taking over. Four hours till that train leaves, Marshal. I think you're going to find four hours is a long time. Meaning? This uh, young fellow you arrested has got a couple of older brothers. The Daggett boys. You probably never heard of them, but you're going to. They're not going to like this. I don't care much what they like. Maybe they'll teach you to care when they hear about this. And they'll hear. Like I said... Four hours is a long time. Look, I want you to get this straight. I came here to arrest the killer and take him back to Dodge to stand trial. I got him under arrest now, and I'm going to take him back. Maybe. All right, Chester, let's get him out of here. Get hold of his other arm there. Lift him up. Yes, sir. Take him out if you want. Mr. Dillon? What is it, Chester? Maybe it was too easy.
Yes, gentlemen? What can I do for you? We'd like to get a room, please. Well, I have a very nice one right at the head of the stairs. If you'd care to look at that it... That won't be necessary. We'll only need it for about four hours until the train leaves for Dodge. Mm-hmm. Well, if you'll just sign the register here. Thank you. My, your friend seems to have suffered quite an injury. Yes, sir. He bumped his head. Oh, really? Well, it's certainly a bad cut just to have had... Boy, that... That's one of the Daggett boys. Young Jack Daggett. Yeah. yeah, that's right. I got him under arrest for murder. Now, where's the room? You arrested Jack Daggett? Right here in Abilene? Yeah. You said the room was... And, up... and you're planning to keep him here at my hotel for the next four hours? Well, I can't stand out there on the street with him. Oh, Marshal. Marshal, do you know what's going to happen when the Daggett boys hear about this? No, but I understand they may not like it very much. May not like it. I'm sorry, sir, but you cannot stay here. I will not let my hotel be made the scene of a bloody massacre. Now, just a minute, mister. Yeah, You've I, rented me a room. I've I, signed the register, and I've got the key. I, I, and I'm going to use that I... room until 9 o'clock, whether you like it or not. It's the second door at the top of the stairs. Thank you. Come on, Daggett. Move. You heard him, son. Come on. Keep your hands off. There's just one thing, sir. Yeah. It's, it's not a question of your honesty, you understand, but in view of the circumstances, I wonder if you'd mind uh, paying in advance. What time is it, Chester? It's... It's 6.23, Mr. Dillon. Mm, I thought it was later than that. Yes, sir, I know. He goes pretty slow when you're waiting for something. Like this. I swear I wished it was 9 o'clock. I, I wished we were leaving on that train right now. You're not leaving on no train. Not alive. You've got a one-track mind, Daggett. So of my brothers, Dylan. What they think about all the time is hands off the daggets. That goes for you or anybody else. Reckon we ought to stuff a pillow in his mouth, Mr. Dillon? <laughs> Might not be a bad idea. You won't think it's funny when they come around. But maybe they won't come around. Maybe they decided... Cover the door from the other side, Chester. Yes, sir. Yeah, who is it? It's me, sir, the clerk. What do you want? It's the Daggett boys. They're across the street at the last chance right now. And you're hoping I'll go over there instead of waiting for them to come here, huh? Well, I... I... All right. I'd rather jump them than have it the other way around. Chester, I guess we'll go over and have a talk with them. What about him? Well, he's cuffed hand and foot to a pretty solid iron bed. I don't think he's going anywhere. Bet on it. You ready, Chester? I'm ready whenever you are, Mr. Dillon. All right, let's go. Return for the second act of Gunsmoke in just a moment. But first, this Monday night and most of these same stations, be sure to be with us when Lux Radio Theater raises the curtain on its full-hour adaptation of the exciting screenplay, Phone Call from a Stranger. Shelley Winters and Gary Merrill recreate their original screen roles in this dramatic thriller about the experiences of a lone survivor of an airplane crash and bringing the tragic news to families of the victims. Remember, it's on Lux Radio Theater this Monday night on CBS Radio. Now for the second act of Gunsmoke. Gunsmoke. <laughs> 
That must be them, Mr. Dillon. Across the room there. Yeah, I guess so. They look a lot like Jack. And they look mad. And there's quite a crowd around them. Well, Chester, the only way to get it over is to get it started. Yes, sir. Uh, how will we do it, Mr. Dillon? I haven't got a plan, Chester. Face them down, that's all. Yes, sir. You the Daggett brothers? What if we are? This is him, Jim. This is a fellow. Shut up, Rourke. You've been glad enough to stay out of this so far. Stay out of it now. My name's Dillon, United States Marshal from Dodge City. I got your brother Jack under arrest for murder. You probably heard about it. Yeah, rumors got around. I'm taking him out of here on the 9 o'clock train. He's going back to Dodge to stand trial. My guess is he's going to hang. Now, the point is, what are you going to do about it? Why didn't you wait? We'd have looked you up. <laughs> you didn't answer my question. Still two hours and a half till nine o'clock. I reckon we've got plenty of time yet. We'll wait. Why wait? What's the matter with now? We'd rather wait. Maybe you're trying to pick up some helpers among this bunch of hangers-on, huh? Well, look at them. Each one to trying to sneak behind the man next to him. If you're counting on any help there, you better forget it. You're pushing your luck, Dylan. I don't think so. You boys are full of talk, and that's all. You never even intended to start anything. You're a dirty liar. We're going to do Hold plenty. It. Now, don't you move, either one of you. You covering my back, Chester? Yes, sir. All right. I'll take that gun. Thank you. Yours, too. Sure. Sure play, Dylan. Where it stands now. Thank you. Here, Chester. Kick those back under the tables. Yes, sir. All right, folks, just leave them lay, please. Don't nobody touch them. Here, Chester. Now hold on to my gun. All right, Mr. Dillon. Now just keep them off my back. Yes, sir. You. Come here. Sure. You called me a liar, didn't you? Yeah. Why, you cheap chin horn, you oh, I can't. I thought you daggers were tough. Watch this, watch this. All right, you. You're next. I'll wait, Marshal. I'll get to you later. You're a no-good coward, Daggett. All right, Chester, I'll take my gun back now. Here you are, sir. Thank you. All right, boys, the show's over. Unless, of course, one of you'd like to take up where the Daggett's left off. Any one of you still figuring on helping them try to take my prisoner away from me? No? I didn't think so. You're all fine, upright citizens now, huh? A pride and joy to Constable Rourke here. That's enough, Dylan. I thought I told you boys the show was over. All right, get out. Go on, get out, all of you. Move! Marshal, I'd say you overreached yourself there. Step past the limits of your authority. How I enforce the law is my own business. I do things my own way. The way it'll get you killed someday. Maybe. I have to live in this town, Dylan. You don't know these Daggett brothers. 
If you cross them, you're through. I've seen it happen. Come on, Chester, let's go. All right, Mr. Dillon. What time is it, Chester? It's... It's 7.45, Mr. Dillon. Yeah, the time's dragging. Yes, sir. It's still an hour and 15 minutes till that train leaves. What difference does it make? You're not going to be on it. Neither one of you are. The way I'm figuring, Jack, we'll all three be on it. You wait and see. You'll never get to that train. My brothers will take care of you. They don't seem to be in any hurry about it. You wait. I sure do wish I hadn't had such an uneasy hunch about this trip. <laughs> Forget it, Chester. They'll stop you. You just wait. It's only 8.15. Mr. Dillon seems to be going slower all the time. Yeah, it's up, though. It won't be much longer now. 45 minutes, if the train's on time. And if we're lucky enough to get on it. Chester, you're wearing yourself out. Why don't you sit on and relax, huh? I just can't seem to set my mind to it, Mr. Dillon. No Daggett will ever leave this town wearing handcuffs as long as the other two are alive. Well, I'd think that's up to them, Jack. Sure. And they'll take care of it, too. I, I swear and declare, Mr. Dillon, I almost wish they would try something and get it over with. <laughs> the waiting's always the worst part, Chester. You find out what the worst part is. I could slug him, Mr. Dillon. No, let him talk. Let him talk, Chester. He's only got a few more weeks to do it in. They'll never hang me. I'll never even stand trial. You wait and see. Chester? It's half past eight exactly, Mr. Dillon. All right. Let's get started. A little early, isn't it? Won't take that long to walk from here to the station. It might if we have trouble. Yes, sir, I guess it might. You'll have trouble. Don't you worry about that. Jack, why don't you get on a new subject? How are we going to take him, Mr. Dillon? Just drag him? If he wants it that way. Otherwise, he'll walk handcuffed to my left wrist. Keep him covered, Chester. I'll unlock these cuffs and get him loose from the bed. Yes, sir. Dillon, if you're smart, you leave me here and run while you still got the chance. Well, I've never been smart enough to run yet. Stick out your right wrist. All right. On your feet. Come on. You can put your gun away, Chester. Starting now, he's only going where I go. Now, come on, Jack. We got a train to catch. Heaven, gentlemen, you're leaving. Yeah, we're leaving. And I want to thank you for your wonderful hospitality. I'll be glad to recommend your hotel to anybody who plans to stop over in Abilene. Oh, I, I hardly know what to say, Marshal. You simply don't understand. You don't know these Daggett brothers. No, no, no offense personally, Jack. I have to live in this town, and I... Come on, Jack. Uh, I... Now, you boys must run quite a bluff. You got everybody in town jumping sideways. You'd be smart if you did, Dylan. Good luck, gentlemen. Best of luck to, to all of you. <laughs> all of us. Well, that's hedging his bet. Look there, Mr. Dillon. Not a soul on the street. Quiet as a graveyard. Yeah. 
They're going to make a play, Chester, somewhere between here and the depot. We can count on that. Yes, sir, I kindly figured they would, especially after getting beat up over there at the saloon. Well, they would have anyway. And jumping them like that did one good thing. It scared the pack off. At least we only have to worry about the Daggetts, not a mob. You think it's a mob? Shut up, Tom. Now, from here on, you keep your mouth shut. If you don't so help me, I'll slug you and drag you to the depot. All right, now, let's go. Now, sir, not a soul. I never thought I'd see the main street of Abilene deserted at this time of night. It's not deserted, Chester. They're inside, behind the shutters. But at least they're staying out of it. I wonder if coyotes are as lonesome as they sound, Mr. Dillon. <laughs> they couldn't be, Chester. Watch that left side up ahead of us, sir. It's pretty dark along there. Yes, sir. They might jump us from behind. I don't think so. Too many people watching. They gotta keep up their reputation. I hope you're right. Chester, mm. there at the corner of the bank, somebody's moved. Across the street, too. In the shadow. Take the one in the shadow, Chester. Yes, sir. There's one down, Chester. The other one's still there in the shadows. Get him if you can. Jack, here's ruining my aim. I'll ruin more. Hey. All right. Jack. Good for you, Mr. Dillon. You ought to slugged him sooner. I didn't slug him, Chester. He caught a bullet that was meant for me. Well, shot by one of his own brothers. Here, let me unlock those handcuffs, Mr. Dillon. No, get... no time. Here, I'll get him up on my shoulder and... All right, let's move in and keep firing. Yes, sir. Hold it, Chester. Well, I guess we got the other one. Here, let me get him off my shoulder. Get these handcuffs off. Well, there's our prisoner, Jack Daggett. Wanted for murder, killed by his own brother. Let's take a look at the others. Right. Uh, three men dead. Look down the street there, Mr. Dillon. They're all starting to crawl out of their holes. Sure. They're all on our side now. Oh, come on, Chester. The train's coming. We've got to get on it and get out of here. Yes, sir. Let Rourke clean up this mess. He ought to be good for something. Hmm. That sounds more lonesome than the coyotes. Gives a man the creeps. Yes, sir, it sure does. Well, you were wrong about that hunch of yours, Chester. It wasn't us. Not this time. Smoke, under the direction of Norman MacDonald, stars William Conrad as Matt Dillon, U.S. Marshal. Tonight's story was specially written for Gunsmoke by Les Crutchfield, with music composed and conducted by Rex Corey. Featured in the cast were Sam Edwards and Barney Phillips, with John Daner, Tom Tully, Larry Dobkin, and Jim Nusser. Parley Bear is Chester. Gunsmoke is heard by our troops overseas through the facilities of the Armed Forces Radio Service. Join us again next week as Matt Dillon, U.S. Marshal, fights to bring law and order out of the wild violence of the West in Gunsmoke. Tomorrow night, Lionel Barrymore and your Hallmark Playhouse invite you to enjoy another Hollywood cast bringing you another drama in the tradition of this fine program. Every week, your Hallmark Playhouse features Lionel Barrymore as host, Frequently, Mr. Barrymore stars as well. Historic dramas, stories about the human side of patriots, presidents, pioneers, and adaptations from literature. Enjoy them on Hallmark Playhouse over most of these same stations, presented by CBS Radio. 
This is Roy Rowan speaking. And remember, for thrilling dramas of Escape, listen Sunday nights to the CBS Radio Network. Thanks for joining us at Radio Days. We like to hear what your favorite episodes are. Let us know, and we'll play more. Just email us at 1001storiespodcast at gmail.com. We'll be back real soon with Radio Days.